good evening and welcome to Phantoms and Monsters Personal Reports, where I narrate uh, some of the more recent past cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms and Monsters. Uh, I also detail current investigations on occasion, so um, thanks for joining me. The Phantoms and Monsters radio channel is made possible by you clicking the subscribe button and by you sharing our programming. Uh, super chat and super thank donations are appreciated. And the uh, buy me a coffee link and banner are also shown. So uh, thanks for your consideration. So tonight, we've got a few interesting sightings, encounters to talk about. Uh, the first one here is where a witness stated that he and his friend were driving near a location where another humanoid was reported to us in Waukegan, Illinois. Uh, what he saw was a frightening white-eyed being. And uh, he wrote, Hello, Lon. I wanted to share one of my paranormal experiences with you. I'll leave it to you if you can qualify it as something paranormal. Even if, if this doesn't make it to the channel, I just wanted to tell you about it anyway. I've always lived in northern Lake County, Illinois. This happened to me around 2006, 2007. I was with my best friend at the time, just driving out late. I don't remember what exactly we were doing, but probably hanging out late at Taco Bell or somewhere. Uh, my friend lived in Zion, and I... Um, drove him home to drop him off. But after that, I was driving down Sheridan Road and headed home. Uh, along with it being late at night, it was raining heavily. Now, I was, I was driving near the border between uh, Beach Park and Waukegan. I noticed someone walking on the side of the road. Now, I remember seeing them wearing a yellow raincoat. Uh, you know how sometimes right before you drive past someone, they turn their head to look at you. Well, this is what exactly happened. This person's face looked completely deteriorated, nearly melted. I remember seeing red sores and disfiguration. The eyes were fully white. This happened so quickly, and of course, I didn't stop driving to check the person out. Now, I know... I know my mind wasn't playing tricks on me because I didn't feel tired or anything. Uh, this very much could have been someone with a severe illness or something. And if that was the cause, I mean, no disrespect. However, seeing something like this on a rural part of the road late at night can be terrifying. Uh, I'll never forget that night. To my surprise, this happened near the exact area where a group of young people sighted a winged humanoid that was stalking them at night near Skateport Park by Jack Benny Center in Waukegan. This was reported on Fams and Monsters. Uh, maybe there's some type of energy there. Uh, thanks for all you do for this subject and all the unknowns out there. Um, you know, that, that we did, and actually this is a report that Manuel got from a sighting back in October 2020 in Waukegan, where there was a uh, seven-foot-tall winged humanoid that reminded the um, the witnesses of a lacusa, a lacusa, a lacusa, which is a large owl-like being. 
So, uh, yeah, it was near a skate park. And uh, it's kind of interesting that this happened there as well. You know, I, I have had some sightings of some strange things in that area. Uh, not only just what was going on with the, um, the wing humanoids. I mean, up in Zion, like where he took his friend, there were some wing humanoid sightings up there. That's not really too far from the, uh, from the uh, Wisconsin-Illinois line. So, uh, yeah, those, uh, these humanoid sightings are something that we've been getting throughout the Chicagoland area, let alone the wing beings. So um, who knows what it was? Uh, the next account, a woman and her ex-husband were fishing late at night when they hear a loud screech and flapping wings. They make out the figure of a pterosaur-shaped creature, but then experience a UFO in lost time. Now, uh, they write, about nine years ago, I was fishing in a boat with my ex in central Iowa. It was a quiet night, and things were very still. This was during a four-year span of sobriety, so we can rule out drugs or alcohol immediately. Anyway, it's early in the morning. I didn't have a cell phone then, and in all the chaos, I forgot to ask him. But if I had to guess, I'd say it was about 3 a.m. in the morning. The air around us suddenly chilled, and I got goosebumps on my arm. Uh, we hear this wicked screech, like how I imagine a pterodactyl would sound in flapping wings. So out of nowhere, this thing, and I had no idea how to describe it. It had wings and looked very prehistoric, but it wasn't a bird. Uh, my ex saw it before I did, and when he stopped talking, I noticed his silence and followed his gaze and found it. It was well over 10 foot long. I'm not a small girl by any means. I usually weigh enough for two people, but I had the sense it would be able to carry me off effortlessly. I couldn't even scream. I, I, it was a crippling fear. I had knowledge of things I shouldn't. Like, I know it wanted to attack me because I wasn't alone, but absolutely no reason to feel that way. We packed up and left. <clears throat> so somehow on the two-hour drive to my house, I checked the clock and it was 10 a.m., now, I don't remember the exact time we saw the creature, but it was absolutely pitch black. That time of year in the Midwest, the sun rises about 6 a.m. So even if it was 5 a.m. or something, it wouldn't be 10 a.m. after a better part of a two-hour drive. Now, I mentioned this to my ex, and he agreed it was weird. I'm hyper aware at this point, and I begin noticing cars pulling off the road. Uh they are looking in the sky, so I look too, and what I can only describe as an almost cliche-looking UFO was overhead keeping pace with the car. I say this because a, a static object would have gotten smaller, but for at least 15 miles, this thing kept pace with us, stopping when we did and at intersections and then resuming. Uh, I submit this to you because <clears throat> I don't feel a possible thunderbolt or dinosaur sighting is paranormal. Well, I do. <laughs> Likewise, a UFO story doesn't belong with those either. Uh, the two events coupled with the missing time is what's lead me to report this. And it does happen. Uh, we get a lot of sightings of a lot of different things. 
that kind of go hand in hand for whatever reason. Uh, I don't see any questions. Look, if you, folks, if you have questions, go ahead and put in caps and put it up there, and then um, Vincent will grab it and put it up for me to uh, to answer. So the next one, a Devonshire, UK witness captures several photographs of a small winged humanoid, possibly a fairy, while walking along Tegan Estuary near Combe Cellar. So um, I received this from Ken Pfeiffer over at uh, World UFO Photos. <clears throat> it was, uh, and, and the witness states, it was low tide and I was walking along the Tegan Estuary heading toward Combe Cellars. I had just passed the Holiday Park and Hotel when I went around the corner on to be completely amazed by what I saw. There was a small golden glowing entity hovering just in front of some trees just ahead of me. Strangely, everything had gone completely silent and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I was totally transfixed upon this unusual golden glowing entity and I slowly raised up my Sony HX 300 camera and started taking photographs. I was having real trouble holding the camera steady as I was trembling with so total excitement as this was definitely not something you see every day. I quietly stood there observing the little entity while taking photographs. Now the glowing entity then flew down to the ground where it seemingly landed on a rock. I can now see its true form, and it appeared to be humanoid in nature, but with wings on its back. I could see its little arms and legs as it was perched upon the rock. I immediately took another photograph before the small furry entity then took flight, once again flying back up to the previous position before it flew back into the trees where I sadly lost sight of it. I was completely fabricated. I could hardly believe what I had just seen in photograph. This is simply incredible and proves for sure that little fairy entities exist within our world. Um, so he, he gives a date and time at 4.56 p.m. on the 6th of August, 2022. So this is a recent sighting. Uh, you know, occasionally we will get these sightings. I, I don't know really what to make of them. You know, I have talked about these in the past. Uh, the one I thought was most interesting was the one where the two women were in the car in Texas and this thing flew up to the windshield and seemed to be screaming at them inside the car for whatever reason. Um, <clears throat> it's just, just weird phenomena. Uh, but you know, getting involved with this winged humanoid phenomena, big and small, uh, it's just, it's just very interesting. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, we believe these hum these winged humanoids in the Chicagoland area are ultra-terrestrial beings that they come from another dimension. Is that the same with fairies or small winged beings? Are they the same thing? Or are they a dimensional being? I don't know. Could be. Let's see. Do we have a question? Yeah. Um, William Nighthawk states that uh, Native American legends and such with the little people, they walk between dimensions. Yep. Yeah, that's what I figure. 
So this uh, this next account was where a New Jersey teen was at home watching TV uh, when he noticed a pair of eyes peering through the sliding glass door. They later heard shriek and discovered a black crawler humanoid. Now this is a bit unusual because you know these these black these crawler humanoids are usually white in color, but occasionally we do get a dark colored one. I mean, if you, in my book, Mean Humanoids. I do talk about a few of those. Now, um, the witness states, I live in Galway Township, New Jersey. I know about the Jersey Devil, Pine Barrens, and that sort of stuff. I'm not all, I'm also not really a believer, but I'm not a total skeptic either. I'm sure it's possible for monsters and ghosts to exist, but without having much experience, I don't know. Anyway, one night in 2015, I was home alone. I was 16 years old at the time. My parents worked pretty late and didn't get home till around three or four in the morning. Uh, I was used to it. No siblings, just a dog, five cats, and I had the couch to myself. Now, I'm laying on the couch watching TV and I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. It's another a pair of eyes looking at me through the sliding glass door. Now, at first, I just assumed it was an animal or something. We get possums a lot at night, so I didn't really think much about it. So five minutes go by, and I hear this weird clawing on the door. Now, my living room was fairly large. TV is in front of me. Then a couple feet away is a dining room table and another sliding glass door that leads to the back porch and yard. The thing was on the, the, thing was on the porch. I got up to investigate first by flicking the light switch on and immediately it scrambled off the porch. It seemed to be scared of light, so I turned it off and grabbed the flashlight. Now, it wasn't there, so I continued to assume it was an animal and it went back and I just went back to the couch. So about an hour goes by and I hear this loud shriek come from the yard. Now, this time getting scared. I jumped up and ran with the flashlight. I, I dimmed it down by taking my index finger, middle index finger, middle finger, and kind of coiled it around the light, still making it visible but not as bright. I shone it around the yard, and the thing was still there. But this time, it was eating something, and it, it looked like it was small, like a rabbit. Now, where I lived, there are a ton of coyotes, so maybe one had strayed. But again, the shriek was awful and not something I've ever heard come from a coyote's mouth. This thing was human, or close to it anyway. The skin was black and kind of wrinkled. It had long limbs and seemed to be in a crouch position most of the time, but it was extremely fast. I got scared and shone the light at it directly, and again, it screamed and dashed off into the woods. Now, I stayed up until my parents got home. Um, I didn't tell him yet, just in case it was it was something silly. I went to bed, and for the rest of the night, nothing about it came up. Uh, I wanted to know what any idea what it was. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I told the witness it was, uh, I believe it was a crawler humanoid. And, uh, you know, like I said before, they're usually a pale color, but a lot of times we do get some different color, dark like a brown color and or or black so let's see what uh, 
Bernadette asked, do you think fairies cause people's disappearances? That's a good question. Maybe. Maybe they can lure people into portals. I've heard that before. Um, I don't know how true that is. But, uh, you know, imagine if you saw something like that, you're in the woods, you're going to try to follow it, and maybe you'll go into something. I don't know. I don't think they can physically do anything to you, but I guess they could probably lure you. Uh, Jose Sanchez, on average, how large are these crawler humanoids reported to be? Usually they're anywhere from five to six foot in height. Um, very thin, emaciated. Uh, almost like the walking dead, I guess. But uh, I mean, that's what they, people have described them looking like. They're very pale skin. For the most part, this one was darker. But they have a lot of characteristics to them. Like I said, if you read my book, it, there's a lot There's a lot of different ones in there. Um, it's interesting some that people see in the descriptions. It's, it, it is. It's really interesting. Uh, William Nighthawk asked, uh, do you think that they are subterranean? You know, some people have asked that. You know, I didn't go into that in the book because, quite frankly, I don't know. I, I believe that they may also be some type of ultra-terrestrial being. Um, you know, ever since we've been working with this, uh, the wing humanoid sightings and such, I I'm starting to believe more and more that a lot of the cryptids that we see or people report are not indigenous. And uh, though I'm, some may very well be. But I, I do believe that uh, some of these, these beings have the ability to move in and out of dimensions. Now, is it dimensions or is it some type of alternate reality or what is it? I mean, I don't know that. I don't know. These crawlers seem to show up pretty quickly for whatever reason. So, and of course, they scare the bejesus out of whoever is around there. Uh, they don't normally seem to be aggressive, but they do seem to be curious. So I don't know if they're here to hunt or for whatever reason. Uh, do many, and this is from Martha, Marla Snyder, uh, do many reports of crawler humanoids described as fast? They can be, they can be, and, uh, you know, they do, they do run upright and they do run on all fours. Um, they scamper pretty quickly from some that I've seen. And Vincent said, you remember the orange crawler humanoid? Yeah, we had one here in Pennsylvania out near Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's in the book. Uh, yeah, actually, that, that one got into somebody's van uh, as she was driving, and uh, that was pretty weird. But um, I, might, I might have to dig that out and read that one, one, one of these shows. There's a lot of weird ones, a lot of weird crawler humanoid uh, sightings. Okay, well, let's go to the next report. Uh, this is an interesting one. A family with a disabled son rents a cabin along a remote lake in St. Louis County in Minnesota. St. Louis County, Minnesota. A possible Bigfoot begins mimicking the sound made by the son. So the, the witness 
Right. We had traveled up near the Canadian border in St. Louis County, Minnesota, a few summers ago. We rented a camp and off the grid in the middle of nowhere. Our son is severely disabled, and while he's nonverbal, he definitely isn't quiet. He makes very loud sounds, guttural shrieks and whoops. Uh, this particular spot takes about an hour off-road to get to. It's near, a logging, it's near logging roads, but there are no people. Very rugged roads. The cabin is on a 320-acre lake and surrounded by well over 40 acres of forest. Uh, it's just us there, so plenty more acres, but that is just the, the acreage around the cabin. Now, that night, my son was standing on the deck. It's on the second level of the cabin. He was jumping and bashing and howling like usual. The pounding of his jumping on the deck was reverberating throughout the forest. This was something we would usually worry about, but not here. It felt great not to have to worry. This is the very reason we were here. No one to judge us or get upset by our sounds. Now, off to the west, we began hearing something. It sounded as if it was mimicking my son. Uh, just didn't feel real at first. It was like a like uh, no way this is happening moment. It mimicked him unbelievably well. It was loud and sounded as though it had a lung capacity of 20 men. It was definitely an animal. It didn't sound angry at all or menacing. It was just a strong mimicking sound. I don't know really how to explain it. Uh, we went inside and did our best to ignore it. I felt the entire rest of the trip as if we were being watched. I couldn't shake that feeling. It was the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in my life. I can't explain it. Uh, just thinking about it makes me uncomfortable. So there were very odd things that occurred that week, but I don't really feel comfortable sharing. Almost supernatural. I know that sounds silly. Smoke alarms going off at night, etc. Just weird things. We actually ended up going back the next summer as we didn't let our other son uh, know what had happened because he was asleep at the time. Uh, we have had no incidents like that again, no feeling of being watched and nothing uncomfortable by that incident that week, And uh, but it will always stay with me. And, you know, I hear a lot of these uh, where a Bigfoot will mimic human sounds. They're pretty good at mimicking. I mean, from some of the things I have heard people tell me, now I have actually heard, well, I did hear one recording one time that of a, um, of a, it was obviously a Bigfoot that was mimicking a, uh, mimicking a dog. It was trying to bark like a dog that was part of, you know, a family dog. And uh, it was really good. I mean, it had it had the rhythm down and everything, even the tone. So, um, yeah, so I know the Bigfoot can mimic. Okay. Hey, um, got another one. A young Arkansas woman notices an unknown being while driving out of her family property. Not long later, she is shocked to see that a pale crawler humanoid is chasing her down the road. 
Now, I want to preface this by saying that my grandparents' land is 75 acres of horror in southeastern Arkansas. I grew up, so all the crazes didn't really affect me. So, you know, I grew up there, so all the crazes didn't really affect me. So if my reactions are odd, it's because this is my life and I'm kind of desensitized to it. Uh, no, this is not the only thing to chase after me in my car, but this one was different. Anyway, I was 17 years old driving from my dad's house on the before-mentioned land. Pretty late. I think it was around 11 p.m. or so. I had dropped someone off at my dad's house and was driving back into town to get back to my mom's place. Now, as I, as I was driving down our long driveway, I kept seeing things move in the field. Now, I didn't pay any attention, probably just a rabbit or something, things moving in the grass is normal. I get out to the road, I see someone, something in the ditch just laying there. Now, me being a girl in a raggedy old car at a place with poor cell signal in the middle of the night with no weapon, I floored it and... I don't care. I figured it, I could call my dad later and, and take care of a possible drunk in the ditch. Now I'm driving down the road, the memory of the ditch person creeping me out. But I get this awful feeling of being watched. I'm traveling down this road nearly six mile, 60 mile an hour with no signal whatsoever. How? Okay, maybe I'm just re reacting, whatever. I still speed up because I want to get to the cell signal and call my boyfriend because uh, talking to him made me feel safer. Then I see something running alongside my car. Well, I say running, it was more like it was skittering. Lanky limbs on all fours running and keeping up with me going 60 plus down a country logging highway. I think my brain kind of had an aneurysm at that point because all I could repeatedly just repeated to myself, what the F? I'm getting closer to civilization, though, so I floor it, getting up to 80 mile an hour and leaving it behind. I called my boyfriend freaking out about what I just saw. I pulled over a little at a little church with a light out in front, trying to logic it out. When I see the thing again, it's on the road, skittering toward my parked car. Before I have time to pull out on the lot, it's on me, hitting my car hard enough to dent the rear bumper. I scream, squealing out of the lot and driving like a maniac towards town. I get into town and circle around the main area a few times, calming down before I get to my mom's. Uh, further description of this thing, it was weirdly flat, like someone trying to get a back bend, but not bending. Its limbs were long and spindly with pale skin stretched too tight across its bone. Across its bones. Yeah, we've gotten that description a lot. Almost like this thing is flat and running on all fours. Uh, almost like a board with legs. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Uh, and it's like somebody asked how fast it was. Yeah, these things are fast. They can be really fast. Um, that's the last account I have tonight. If anybody has any questions, you know, let me know. Uh, put them up there for me. Do you think, uh, this is from 39 Sean Man. Do you think only certain people have the agility, the ability to see uh, cryptids, ghosts, like it, like it's an ability? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, and I, I think more so since 
what have been, what's been going on in Chicago. Uh, I, I think certain people have the ability or are given the ability or allowed to see these things, uh, even when other people who are around. It just seems to be that way. Uh, does this happen with other cryptids? Sure, it may very well, you know. Um, there have been instances of other sightings taking place where, you know, somebody doesn't realize what they're seeing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it's very possible. Very, very possible, actually. Uh, Chris Clough, what if the, the fairies are vibrating at a frequency which explains the way they appear in disparate? That's possible. You know, we've heard that we've heard that explanation for extraterrestrials, UFO aliens being able to match a frequency to move in and out, possibly through a doorway, through a craft, through something solid. Uh, that's I guess that that could happen. It's not really been proven, but it's a theory. And um, some uh, some abductees have talked about that. Where they felt like they were when they were being abducted, and when they got close to a craft, they felt something like they were being pulled apart, and they moved through the walls or through the outside of a craft and go inside. Uh, are they matching molecular structure, or is the vibration able to match that of the craft? I don't know, but it, it's it's an interesting theory. I think maybe other cryptids and other unknown beings can do that as well. Oh, anything else? David Jones Locker, what's the most strangest crypt you've heard of? <laughs> you know, I, you know, I guess I ought to write these things down and, and, and put them in order of what, you know, I've, I've heard of before. Um, I don't know. I've heard all kinds of crazy things. And I've written about most of them. Uh, I can't really put it in to the strangest category, of which, which every, every one of them's got a, a strangest level to it. Uh, I, I, think, I think the cryptids that are able to... <clears throat> able to either disappear or cloak or to that effect. I think those are very strange. Uh, and I think a lot of the, I think a lot of them can do that to some degree. Um, and that may be a reason why they're able to move among us. Like a lot of other phenomena, I, you know, it's possible that these beings are standing right beside us now and we're just not able to sense or see them. And, uh, but as time has gone on more and more, I think we really, I think we really do learn something that they do have. Some of these things have the ability to do that now, who knows, but, um, uh, maybe one day we'll catch one of these things manifesting or disappearing to the point where it's actually believable, uh, either on film or, you know. Nancy Malcolm asked, what cryptid would you want to hunt that you haven't heard much about? <clears throat> I don't want to hunt any of them. 
gotta be honest with you. Uh, uh, some of these things scare me to death. The canines, especially, they, they worry me. Um, not only are they terrifying, but some of the characteristics, especially with the, the case we've got here in Pennsylvania right now in Birch County, that's a frightening case. I don't know how that thing's going to react when we get out there if we ever see it. Uh, but the witness, I mean, he was terrified. So um, I don't really want to hunt any of them. You know, I just, you know, I'd like to see them. You know, I've had a couple of cryptid encounters myself. Uh, but uh, as far as having those that I haven't heard much about, we're kind of hearing a little bit about everything now. Uh, you know, the pale humanoids are interesting. I don't know if you really want to consider that a cryptid. I guess you would consider it a cryptid. But um, I would like to see one of them. I'd like to get a sense of what these things are. Um, you know, I feel kind of... <laughs> I feel kind of out of it reporting on all this stuff that's going on around Chicago and, and other areas where these winged humanoids are going. And I did have a winged humanoid encounter in 88, but I kind of feel left out because I'd like to be able to get an actual look at one of these things. Uh, so um, I, I think it may answer some questions to me anyway. Let's see. What is happening in Chicago? I have not heard. Oh, my God. Well, I tell you, the best thing you can do at this point, because it's hard for me to describe, but actually the winged humanoid or the Chicago Mothman sightings in Chicago have been going on. Actually, it started in 2011, but it really started picking up in 2017, and our team has really been involved with the whole investigation. I've written two books about it. Uh, Tobias Whalen has written a book about it. Uh, it's, it's kind of the, the biggest investigation I've ever been involved with, uh, cause it continues to go on. I mean, we're at the point now we're up past 150, uh, sightings that we believe are real. I mean, that were actual sightings and the sightings extend anywhere from, um, the Chicago metro area suburbs north into as far north as Milwaukee and Wisconsin and out to uh western wisconsin into illinois down into uh indiana um there are a lot of names for it uh the chicago mothman the hair mothman because of all the sightings in and around the airport the past couple of years uh some call it the lake michigan mothman because it's in areas around lake michigan particularly on the uh the west shore so, uh, yeah, that's what's going on in Chicago. I think if you go to famsandmonsters.com and uh, look for the uh, – or better yet, go to uh, cryptidhunters.org. And um, we have all that stuff listed there. You just click on it, and it'll take you to all the sightings. And there's also a link to the map, too, because we keep, we're keeping track of everything on our map. I guess Andrew's he's asking about if this uh, Berks County setting is in the lake and loop. Actually, it's not. We're, we might have to extend the loop a little further east. Uh, this is about um, 
I guess it's about 50 to 60 miles away from the act where the loop ends in Pennsylvania. And that's been going on. We're getting more, uh, we're getting more and more sightings throughout the state. So, you know, the lichen loop is kind of synonymous with the early sightings, but it's extending outwards now. Uh, I don't think there's a part of the state we haven't had a sighting. And in, in fact, it's been pretty, um, it's been pretty busy this summer. Uh, we're looking at right now at three cases, two other maybe. Uh, so uh, there's been a lot of sightings, especially in eastern Pennsylvania, which is kind of unusual. Uh, for whatever reason, they're showing up out there. Uh, what Vincent wants to know, what do you think these shadow creatures are? I don't know. You know, if you're talking about shadow people, there's a lot of theories about them. I don't think they're they're really spirits. I think they're some type of uh, entity that is, has nothing to do with human. Uh, it may be something that has moved into our earth plane somehow, dimensionally, but they're very destructive. They seem to seek out uh, dysfunction, death, tragedy within a household and such and get and stick themselves into it and literally feed off that bad energy. And I've had quite a number of those cases over the years. Nancy Malcolm, many have many people tried summoning any cryptids. Yeah, there have been some attempts. I, I know my team, I, and I really, wouldn't really say it's summoning. We've had some connections with a few, and I'm talking about the wing humanoids. I haven't, but several of the, the folks on my team, our team, have had some involvement. Uh, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really summoned anything or had been connection with anything. But, um, you know, and this is something we're working on again. We're trying to to uh, reconnect with these beings after a, a bit of a lull. We had an incident back last November where somebody outside of the team caused some trouble uh, trying to summon one of these beings, and it, it turned out to be bad. I'll leave it at that. So uh, we kind of lost touch, but... We're, but a few of the, the people on our team have always been connected with these things and still are. Why do you think all these things are ramping up? I don't think overall it's a ramping up thing. I think people are just noticing it more and less afraid to, of being ridiculed by reporting it. Uh, you know, I, I get we get a lot of reports. I'm fortunate to get a lot of reports. And I think being on here with the show and, uh, you know, of course, the blog, I've been on the blog for 17 years now, going on 18 soon. Uh, people are starting to realize they've got a place that they can send reports to. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's really ramping up. There's just a lot of different stuff. And uh, it, it's stuff that's been around. You know, these beings have been around. For, forever just having you know they do kind of show up here and there to a higher or lesser degree but 
I don't think there's an actual ramping up. Though, you know, there there are flaps. Uh, like I would consider the Chicago incidents as a flap, even though it's lasted all these years. Uh, we've had UFO flaps for, you know, from the very beginning where we get a year or two of real intense sightings and then they just die off. But, uh, no, that's, uh, I don't think they're really ramping off. Why do shadow, Jose asked, why do shadow people sometimes seem to be solid, more solid and not wispy like ghosts? Uh, I don't know if that's the case. I, I mean, there are different degrees of, you know, darkness or light or whatever. I guess it depends on the situation, depends on the area, how they show up. Uh, Quite frankly, those things are evil. Those things have a lot of evil to them. Um, and when you're involved in a case with these beings, the best way of getting rid of them is to just starve them of the anxiety and the the dysfunction and all the crazy stuff they feed off of, and they'll go. They'll eventually move out. Um, but they do. They they seem to feed. They seem to feed on misfortune. I mean, I know some people may think that's crazy, but that's the way it is. And um, I have been in cases where that has happened for many years. I've worked the case for years. And some of you may have read it, the Sioux City case, in which it's been like eight or nine years I've worked that case. And uh, to the point where it, it the dysfunction actually grew, dropped to a point where this thing's just left off. Uh, we were successful or one of the team members was successful in getting rid of some of the entities in the area. But there was an underlying entity there that was causing issues. Even when they moved, it just tagged along with them. Where do shadow people come from? That's Carol. I don't know. Are they extraterrestrial? I don't know. I have no idea where they come from. I haven't been able to figure that out. I don't think anybody's figured that out. I haven't seen anybody with any real explanation. David Jones Locker, this could be the last question. How, has anything negative or weird happened because of the Eckhart investigation? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with David. You know, I some of that has rubbed off on me. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's negative. It's weird. It's unexplained for the most part. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot going on with David's. I plan on going down there in the near future, hopefully. Uh, we'll see what happens. Of course, if we do, we'll document as much as we can. So uh, that's something to look forward down the road. So, folks, uh, you know, thanks for, for joining me tonight. Uh, Again, if you had an unexplained encounter setting, you know, contact me through the uh, Fans of Monsters blog site or, you know, go ahead and uh, contact me at lawnstricklerfamsofmonsters.com. You, maybe you'll, you'll have your sighting or encounter read uh, on the show or, or at least posted on the blog. Uh, now, this, uh, and if you look, if you made a donation tonight, I appreciate it. Very much appreciate it. Uh, please like, subscribe, and share, and comment. Uh, we always look forward to 
you know, reading what you think about what we're doing. And uh, please subscribe and please share. Now, this Friday night, I don't have a show. I'm going to a, a local Bigfoot town hall, which I think is, is a good opportunity to get out in the area and get some information. So myself and some of the team are going to be going out there. So uh, we'll have a show next Friday. Um, I don't, Rolf, I didn't even write the details down. Maybe Vincent will post it up there or what, what the next show's about. But that'll be the Friday after next. Maybe, maybe we'll even have a Wednesday show. I don't know. But if we have one, I'll, I'll get it out there for everybody to, to see. So uh, until then, stay healthy. Have a safe, enjoyable week. Good night.